Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to another episode of About a Dog, where apparently we don't introduce ourselves for two episodes. What? <laughs> once again, only first names, apparently, because the anonymity is a warm blanket, and we like to be cozy. This is Michael. And this is Ashley. And we're talking about a dog. Yep. Who are we talking about? So, this is episode six. Oh, wow. Already up to Return of the Jedi, I guess. <laughs> And we're talking about a breed called the Teddy Roosevelt Terrier. One in which we're very biased, considering we own one! Yes, we own one. We're biased. We will openly admit to being biased humans. We own one! We own one. We love her. She is the bestest. Have I told the penny story? No, go for it. The dog that uh, nobody wanted. I think you did, but... I did touch upon it. Yeah. um, In regards to, I think, the first episode to kind of establish our credentials, as it were. Yep. Um, but no, Penny was a, a rescue, uh, actually, what's the, what's the proper term? Owner surrender. There we go. That works. That works. I'll take that. She was an owner surrender. Um, she was given to a pet code that I was associated with. That's about as far as I'm going. Um, and we already had Kemper at the time. We thought he was a rat terrier. Even Janessa is scratching the head going, we don't know. Um, but brought her home. Um, she was very happy. Very, very delightful dog. Um, I was in a relationship at that time. It fell through. Um, and in that particular divorce-type situation, which there was no legal custody or anything like that, it just was the relationship fell through. Yeah. I got Penny. She kept Kemper for a while, but then found that being a single mom with uh, Kemper on her hands was too much, so she eventually gave me Kemper. So there I am. You know, I'm a proud owner of two dogs, and they both love me dearly. And... I'm going to have to discipline Aston at this point. Hang on. You may want to keep... Yeah, so basically that's when I came into the picture. Aston. Hi, Aston boy. Um, if you get cats, um, this is actually a friend of ours um, advised us not to do this. Do not name something unless you want to live up to this particular purpose. I named one of our cats uh, when it was my turn um, Aston Martin Silver. And for some reason, he likes to... I'm getting a kiss from him right now. Hello. Oh, kisses. Yes, thank you. You're like, don't bite... Why does he always try to bite my nose? It's a love nip. He's biting me. It hurts. So, anywho, Aston, don't ever name <laughs> an animal after a sports car because that's all he wants to do is zoom around and cause too much devastation than what he's worth. Unless you want to name it after um, Alfa Romeo, in which case it'll eventually break down and fall down. But no, you don't want to do that. Vet bills. Yeah. Um, but no, back to the penny thing. Penny thing. So that's when I came into the picture. Uh, I, well, <laughs> there was two years of yeah. mourning and whatnot, and I was a single father, as I like to joke. And I met Ashley. She already had Nala and Alice. Alice. And we agreed we weren't going to be living in an apartment because we had too many pets. And that would be not exactly cost effective. So we wanted to get a house. Mm -hmm. So then the four of us got under one roof. Mm -hmm. And the rest, as they say, is history. But with Penny, Mm -hmm. she, you know, blossomed, I feel, Mm -hmm. under this. Because she ended up going into terrier racing with Kemper. Yep. And excelled at it. She was very, very good at it. And she enjoys doing mm-hmm. it a lot. She loves to run. So, and basically, the moment that I met Penny and Kemper, I could tell immediately that I adored Penny's energy and just how she is and her personality and could really see just something there 
And your mother adores Penny, too. Oh, yeah, my mom... Whenever we go to Florida, Penny... We don't have anything... I mean, we're showing competitively with the Hamilton. We're doing Meet the Breeds with the Hamilton Stoar. There's not much room for Penny. I mean, we'd love to take her. Yeah. But, I mean, unlike Michigan, when we go for Premier, there actually is an event that she can participate, not so much in Orlando. Yeah. Um, so we give... Penny to Ashley's mom Mm -hmm. and she takes care of her and all of a sudden you'll see all these wonderful images (laughs) she'll be blowing up on Instagram you'll see Penny sitting in her mother's lap looking at computer screens and you got these videos of her dancing to music with like the Backstreet Backstreet Boys Boys, or something yeah my mom like singing Backstreet Boys songs to her and watching her head tilt and we will get sometimes we'll get Rick rolled because your mother has a big thing about Rick Ashley I've never understood that um, She's but, great at Cards Against Humanity, though. Yeah, she is. But but back to the whole Penny thing. Oh, yeah, that's what we're talking about. So with her, <laughs> like, I could immediately tell. I was like, I like this dog. I like her a lot. There's mm-hmm. something about her that I just really like. And we tried her at Terrier Racing. And it was called Terrier Racing at the time. It's now called Drag, Drag Racing. Racing. Yeah. Because it's now open to other breeds than Terriers. Right. And so she just took to it. And then at one point, she was the number one class C, because there's different classes based on the breed and the size and all that stuff. She was the number one class C drag racer of that particular year. And for a dog that nobody wanted, Mm -hmm. that, you know... She was just going to be a pet. She was she's spayed, so it's just like and eh, well, whatever. Keep in mind when during when the relationship fell out, I had nowhere else to go, so I moved back in with the folks for a while. Um, I literally lived above their garage, um, and one of the rules was because Penny was intact. I think when I moved in with her, Mom wanted her spayed. I wish I hadn't done it. Mm-hmm. Uh, regrets, I have multiple. That is definitely among there. Mm-hmm. At least maybe five or six in the number. But um, the point is, I kind of wish we had. I hadn't done that. And that's on me, and I own that. Well, and, and the reason is, is Penny is a very nicely put together dog. She's got a few... I mean, ev- well, also, the, the spaying stunted her, didn't it? Um, in regards sp- to her growth? No, the spaying actually caused some incontinence with her. She's, okay. she's an excitable peer. Yeah, don't ever stand above her because she's just going to pee right there on the floor. That's why we make sure because, all right, in regards to the layout of our house, not to give too much away, but there's our kitchen, there's another room where the laundry is. We call that the muck room because just about everything goes in there. And then there's the back door. The muck room acts essentially as an airlock, mm-hmm. okay, because you take the dogs through the muck room to go outside. With Penny, if you're going to put her lead or collar or anything on her, you do it in the muck room because if she's gonna make a mess, eh, it's the muck room. We don't care. As opposed to you beat the house, you know, which yeah. is a bigger deal. So now we've established just how biased we are. <laughs> biased credentials established. So let's get into the history. Mm. So they, the Teddy Roosevelt Terrier, is an American breed. Mm-hmm. They are closely related to rat terriers. American Hairless Terriers, and other feist breeds. So the term feist is an American term. Not not exactly to be associated with the artists of the same name? No. There's an artist, I think, called Feist. He did a song. Okay. What? You're not familiar with this? No. Oh, I know something you don't? 
shock and dismay. I'm blown away. But anywho, <laughs> it's just—it's just like, can we just keep going? Yeah. Okay. Don't so rub my face in this. The term "feist" basically originally meant this small working dog that was bred to hunt. Is that the spelling of it? Yeah, that is the spelling of it. He's showing me a picture of the artist named Feist. Yeah. So she, she did songs. So basically, this breed, this breed grouping, I'm not going to necessarily call them a breed, mm-hmm. was bred to hunt small vermin on farms. And over time, they developed into certain specific offshoots, which mm-hmm. would be rat terrier. Yeah. And then over time. American Hairless Terrier would come out from the Rat Terrier. And there's also the Mountain Feist and the Treeing Feist. And the Teddy Roosevelt falls in right before the split between the Treeing Feist and the Rat Terrier. Mm-hmm. There was something brought in, probably something along the lines of a Jack Russell mm-hmm. that has a smaller leg. Right. And so now, well, prior to well, prior to AKC recognition and formalized UKC recognition, because the AKC recognition happened more recently, didn't it? Well, and it's not fully done yet. Okay. Right. So, the Teddy Roosevelt Terrier, the American Hairless Terrier, and the Rat Terrier were all considered the same breed. Okay. But they were considered. The traditional rat terrier was called type A, Mm -hmm. and they're the ones that are taller, more proportional, and have longer legs. I was going to say lanky, but I wasn't quite sure if that was a proper adjective. A little bit lanky. Mm -hmm. And then the American hairless was a variety within the type A. Mm -hmm. And then the type B was exclusively for the smaller leg dogs mm-hmm. and, and penny would fall under type b yes penny would fall under type b and all of the dogs that are considered to be type b mm-hmm. are now classified as the teddy roosevelt terrier now that also means with terrier in the name okay that means they have a traditional terrier background mm-hmm. terriers as a whole are bred to hunt and kill small vermin. Like rats, mice, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. And they are very good at their job. Mm. Very good at their job. There's actually a group of terriers in New York City that goes out at night. Mm-hmm. And any rats and stuff that they see during their patrol, they'll go out and get them. Wow. And they're still doing this today. And New York City rats are tough. Yeah. <laughs> and a terrier as a whole served a purpose Mm -hmm. for people and animals in terms of disease and pest control Mm -hmm. because it kept the mice and rodent population down which controlled some of the spread of disease right so the development of terriers goes alongside of the development of any civilization Mm. especially in the u.s so teddy roosevelt's were developed traditionally down in the southern states and i presume president teddy roosevelt had something to do with it considering the name kind of sort of so teddy roosevelt 
26th president, now, animal lover. I'll admit he has his faults, but let's face it. A man who was supposedly shot in 1912 didn't even realize it and kept on going, talking about his speech. That's badass in my mind. Yeah, I mean... That is totally badass. Do I mean, don't know, get me wrong. I mean, no one is perfect. I'm sure that... I mean, anyone can send us hate mail in regards to Ted Rosa all they want. But at the same time, that in my mind is still badass. Oh, yeah. He's... He's a definite badass mm-hmm. of a, an American figure, an h- historical figure. Mm-hmm. And it said that he owned at least one of the Type B Rat Terrier. And he had asthma, like I do. Mm-hmm. So that, I think, is, you know, I, I admire the guy, at the very least, for doing that. Because, I mean, he was very active. Yeah. He went out. He did stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And so... Well, active stuff, I should probably say. Like hunting and stuff. When they were... Stuff trying to figure out a name for the type B. Yeah. They figured let's go ahead and name it after the owner of the dogs that was the most badass ever. Bully. And it was Teddy Roosevelt. Bully. So <laughs> that's how they became known as the Teddy Roosevelt Terrier. And he didn't found the breed. He was he held no position in the oh. development of the breed. Okay, okay, so they did it to honor him, basically, is what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, because he was a very prominent owner of the breed and right. loved the breed. And so, typical terrier, mm-hmm. meaning... Okay, I have a question in regards to this particular breed. Mm-hmm. They go down in these little holes to mm-hmm. go after the vermin or what have you. The tail. Mm-hmm. Is that used to not only find the dog, but also to pull them out? Mm-hmm. Because I immediately as you go into this and talking about the vermin and everything like that, that's immediately what popped in my noggin. Mm-hmm. So Teddy Roosevelt's when it comes to the tail, mm-hmm. it's traditionally docked, mm-hmm. but docked meaning so a dock and it's legal in a few countries, the U.S. being one of them. It is illegal in most European countries and some other countries. Docking is done, there are a few different methods. The most humane is for when the puppies are about three days old, where they do not have the neurotransmitters fully developed into their brain and body and all of that. Yeah. That a vet will go in under a local anesthesia, mm-hmm. count the number of vertebrae, and it's generally done at around the third tail vertebra, mm-hmm. and it is surgically removed and stitched up. Okay. That's generally how docking is done. There are a few... It's a surgical removal of a piece of a part of a dog, basically, be it yeah. ears or tail. So docking is solely tail. Yeah. Cropping is ah, ears. Ah, there we go. Okay, now we're getting into different terminology. Right. Cropping is ears. Docking is tail. Pay attention. This will be on your vocabulary test later. <laughs> so cropping in most situations is done under anesthesia, mm-hmm. by vet, mm-hmm. all of that. Docking, however, there are a few other methods that are not as nice hmm. that people will do in their backyards, that people will do in their puppy whelping boxes and all of that stuff, they will do something called banding. And that means that they will literally take a rubber band at the... Oh, no, 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 mm-hmm. no, 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 Go ahead and finish the thought. Yeah. Would, uh, at the third vertebrae to cut off blood circulation and eventually the tail will drop off. That's just rude. There's also something called quartering. And this is even worse. It means they literally take the edge of a coin 
and use that as their scalpel to chop the tail off. This is dark. This is like on par with coat hanger abortions. Don't do that! Yes. Jeez. Docking should be done by a licensed veterinarian. Period. If you're going to do that, docking or cropping, go to your vet. Go to a vet that knows what they're doing. And if you're going to get a dog that has had this done, let's see medical records. Proof that it was done by a reputable... Ask questions. And the reason is... Do your homework. The reason is, is there's actually some research coming out now about the methods of docking and Mm -hmm. the ones that are done under anesthesia and all of that. Yeah. They tend to have better temperaments and better personalities and have better recovery Mm -hmm. as opposed to the ones that are done at home. Yeah. Now... At the at-home methods. Now, that does not mean that you cannot hire a vet to come out to your home and do a local and do it at your home under surgical setting. Most definitely, if a vet is willing to do that, Mm -hmm. fine. Just make sure that the puppy is not harmed in any way, shape, or form. That they are very, very, very much kept safe and secure. Right. And the reason behind the docking is, number one, like you said, handle. When they're they're going to ground, in many ways, that tail is the only thing that you'll see. Because they have a strong prey drive, you want to be able to get the dog back. Because, I mean, I'm speaking from experience. I know Kemper and Penny, when they fixate on something, Mm -hmm. that's it. They become myopic. That's all they see, and that's what they're all going to go after. So you have to really get their attention. Mm -hmm. Like Alice is getting your attention right now. Yeah, she's asking for butt scratches right now. Well, look at the time, dear. It's close to, you know, their OUT time. She just played out in the snow a couple of hours ago. That's why you think I spelled it. Oh. But. Duh. so, (laughs) So, Teddy Roosevelt, they can have... Ashley's phone is down. My phone is down. Your phone is down. All right, so medic. They... <gasps> There's the medic. <laughs> so we've gone off kilter. You, there are three different forms of the tail. <gasps> okay. Of Teddy Roosevelt. New tail. There's natural, meaning yes. that it is long <gasps> and kept long and perfectly fine and ha- happy and healthy to do so. You're welcome. Thank you for my phone. Um, the next one is docking, which is the surgical way. And right. it's cut short, mm-hmm. usually around the third vertebra. Mm-hmm. And then the last one, which is most kind of fascinating, is they can actually be born with a naturally bobbed tail. Wow. So there is a gene, and it's you can actually test for it. I think Embark does it. Um, not a plug again. Not a plug again, but please, please, please. <laughs> If you're listening, Embark, please. Please. X-Dog, please. Um, Canada, please. Um, We feed all our dogs Canada. Yes, we do. (laughs) Um, But that gene, it's a single gene, Mm -hmm. so you can easily test for it. I think UC Davis does the test for it. Mm -hmm. Um, Embark and a couple of others will test for that gene to see if they have that naturally bobbed gene. No. Then it's in a couple of other breeds. Pembroke Welsh Corgis is one of them. Mm-hmm. Old English Sheepdog it's in there. Australian Shepherds there's a, it's in there as well. And there are some breeds that are traditionally docked yeah. that they are trying to selectively breed it into 
in countries where tail docking has been banned. Mm-hmm. So like Doberman. Yeah. They're trying to breed in that genetic mutation. Mm-hmm. Because, and I'm going to be very controversial for Uh-oh. the countries that have banned tail docking. Cover your ears, little countries that have banned it. Cover your ears. Tail docking serves a purpose. Okay? Yeah, she said it. <laughs> it serves a purpose. There are certain breeds that it have had their tails traditionally docked. And the reason behind it, especially for breeds like Doberman, mm-hmm. have a very long, thin tail, mm-hmm. it is so that their tail doesn't get in trouble. And it's mm-hmm. so that they don't get a syndrome called happy, happy tail. Happy tail. Something we're very familiar with. We're very familiar with it. A couple of our Hamiltons have had it. And happy tail basically means that the dog is so happy that their tail is wagging up against things and bashing it and smacking it and busting their tails wide open. Seriously. At one point, Ashley and I returned home and Alice had busted her tail open to the point that it looked like a Hannibal Lecter crime scene. There was mm-hmm. blood everywhere. Mm-hmm. Not a fun night was had by any as Alice was crated. Everybody ate their dinner in their crates and Ashley and I spent the rest of the evening, not kidding, the rest of our night was spent cleaning up that we were so exhausted at that point, we just went to bed. And this was on a work night, which means, guess what? We wake up, we have to go out and start all over again. Mm-hmm. And did I get Canadian? Out? <laughs> and in many situations of dogs that have happy tail, they then have to have their tails, from the point of damage on, mm-hmm. they have to have it surgically, surgically removed. removed. Yeah. And that process is actually a longer recovery process than mm-hmm. if some dogs that were bred to have their tails docked. Right. It w- it's a longer recovery process if they had just had their tails docked. That it's a longer so if a Doberman had happy tail and its mm-hmm. tail was surgically docked and surgically amputated, yeah, then the recovery time is roughly about five to six weeks. Mm-hmm. Whereas the recovery time for a surgical docking procedure from a neonate puppy, yeah, is like two days. Wow. So, this is why I am for docking in certain situations, mm-hmm. and that is because I've experienced happy tail. Multiple times, in Twice. Yeah. And it is not something that anybody should go through. It is not something that any dog should go through. Mm-hmm. And so, any breed that should be docked, if they are kept as a natural tail... You have to be aware that happy tail could happen because they're bred to have a dock tail. They're not used to it. So. I was about to dock Aston's tail. He was on the counter again. So, now, Teddy Roosevelt's well, three-tailed types. Hold on. The opinions expressed by Ashley are exactly that. Ashley's opinion, they are not the opinion of us Americans or what have you. It is just her opinion in regards to that. Thank you very much. Three types. This will be on the test, by the way. And I'm not even going into cropping because, yeah. We'll we'll get there when we get there. (laughs) When we get a breed that's cropped, we'll get there. We will discuss it at that time. But at this particular juncture, it is not having any bearing in regards to the breed we're talking about. Right. Teddy Roosevelt's, traditionally, docktail or naturally bobbed, done. Now. Moving on. Because they are a terrier and they are a smaller leg terrier, Mm -hmm. if you look at the front legs of a Teddy Roosevelt, they should never be straight. They okay. should be slightly bowed inward. Okay. And that is so that when they're digging, mm-hmm. 
the dirt flies out behind, behind them, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. through their legs. Yeah. Otherwise, if their legs were straight, then the dirt would just come in and hit their back legs and yeah. it could cause the tunnels and caves and all that stuff to cave in all around them. All around them, yeah. So, again, form follows function. Right. So, terriers... As a whole, they serve a great, great purpose. Teddy Roosevelt's, same thing. Yeah. Bread to hunt, mice, rodents, vermin, they will go to ground, mm-hmm. and they will hunt above ground and yeah. find little vermin and mice and moles and rodents and stuff just as easily above ground as they will below ground. Yeah. And, as we said earlier, Teddy Roosevelt's are in the process of full AKC recognition. They are yeah. classified. We're put on, we're, we are putting them in our rare breed section yeah. because they are not fully recognized by the AKC. Okay. They are foundation stock service recognized, which mm-hmm. is the same thing as what Hamilton's are. So they, SS, yeah. So they do have a presence. Mm-hmm. But as of July 3rd this year, they move forward to the next phase. Did the microphone just pick that up, really? Probably. <laughs> But whatever. Facebook notification. <laughs> um, but this July... is why we need to edit our podcast, honestly, because I've gotten up like twice because of Aston's ass. That's nah, it's more fun. It's more real this way. I'll leave it. So, but as a, keep it in, keep it in. My story, you edit out. Everything else, you keep in. So, but as of July third this year, this upcoming year, this twenty nineteen, twenty nineteen, this year. They move forward to the miscellaneous class. Which is like the next tier, if I remember correctly. Right. So there are... For those of you who are going to be taking the exam, that'll be on there. So there's not foundation stock recognized. Mm -hmm. Then there's foundation stock. Mm -hmm. Then there's miscellaneous. Mm -hmm. Then there's fully recognized. So they are moving forward into the miscellaneous class on July 3rd. And for those of you paying attention, that's because it's a numbers game. It's a numbers game. They keep count of how many they have stateside. And how many are registered with the AKC. Precisely. So, they are considered the rarest of the three rat terrier types. And the three rat terrier types are rat terrier, American hairless terrier, and Teddy Teddy Roosevelt. Roosevelt. Now... Unlike the Rat Terrier and the American Hairless Terrier, mm-hmm. all Teddy Roosevelt Terriers will have upright ears. Okay. Rat Terriers and American Hairless Terriers can have what are known as button ears, which means that they fold forward. Right. And as long as they're uniform, it's totally fine. Right. That, like, one can't be up and one can't be down. Like, it has to be it's the like same. Our, like our Pepe on discussion. Yeah, it has to be the same. Yeah. Teddy Roosevelt's mm-hmm. all have to have upright ears. It has to be uniform. Yes, and it has to be upright. Mm-hmm. Now, they do not have the hairless gene mm-hmm. that the American hairless terrier has and some lines of rat terrier have. Mm-hmm. And that's because the hairless mutation that is unique to the American hairless terrier mm-hmm. came into being after... The deviation of breeding the type A and type Bs together. Right. So there should never, ever, ever be a hairless Teddy Roosevelt terrier. Right. That'd be considered a fault, and the judge would say, 
Oh, no, that would be considered a mixed breed. Oh, okay. Period. It just would not be considered, basically. Yeah, it would not be considered at all. And so if you have someone saying, oh, I've got a very rare hairless Teddy Roosevelt. No, they're lying to you. (laughs) Or if they say that they have a button-eared Teddy Roosevelt Terrier. No, they don't. They are lying to you. Hmm. Because those two things do not exist in the breed. Right. There's only three types. And those genetic traits should never be in the breed. And those are actually easily testable traits Mm -hmm. that they can test for. And they're not there. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Now, Teddy Roosevelt's... Our lights just flickered. That was fun. Yeah. I didn't like that at the least. Um, They're tough little dogs. Yeah. And they should have what's known as a terrier fire. Mm-hmm. So, terrier fire is something that a lot of your go-to-ground terriers have ingrained in them. Yeah. And it is this tenacity and mm-hmm. stubbornness where they just don't back down. No, not at all. And we call Penny our little bottle rocket <laughs> for a reason. Yeah, she's quick, but she also stands up to Rolo, which is oh, yeah. really she, awesome. She is 12 pounds of fury. <laughs> and... She doesn't take any shit from anybody. Well, let me let me. When we had the puppies, mm-hmm. all four of them, Penny was bigger than they were, mm-hmm. and she pretty much showed them the ropes, as it were. But now that we have only two of the puppies left, and Penny is still the same size, she still tells these big dogs what to do and what not to do. Mm-hmm. Essentially, she is the best auntie mm-hmm. for puppies ever, and yeah. it's. Because of that terrier fire where Mm -hmm. she's just like, I don't care who you are. (laughs) You are going to mind your manners. That's it. And you better follow what I have to say. Mm -hmm. And Get in line. Stand in line. Yeah. And she just doesn't take any shit from anybody. Even Kemper. When Kemper gets too much for her. Yeah. She lets him have it. She will let him have it. And And they've known each other the longest. And that's part of that terrier fire. Mm -hmm. And that they will not back down. Mm Mm-hmm can also get them into trouble. Oh, God, yeah. Because it means that they're stubborn. <laughs> they have a lot of energy. Do you want me to tell the story I just thought of? What? So was my mother under the bus, though. Go for it. <laughs> As I said, um, falling uh, the falling out of the previous relationship. As I said, I had to live with Mom and Dad for a while, and Kemper and Penny were under that roof. Mom... Her fence is like, see, you're laughing. You know exactly where I'm going. So her fence is not exactly, shall we say, one that has got thin spaces. It's actually big enough for Penny to escape. Mm-hmm. And she did. <laughs> Mom let her out because she was trying to do me a solid while I was at work. And Penny escaped. I get this text message as I'm almost home. It was like, Penny, Penny's lost. She's gone. I was like... I get home, what are you talking about? It's okay, she came back. It turns out Penny ran across the street <laughs> and then ran back. <laughs> well, and also you, what you have to understand is terriers, as a general rule, a lot of terriers can compress their chest. Yeah. And that's kind of what she did is yeah, she kind of just went... <laughs> it is a fence because the law states in Virginia you have to have a fenced in backyard when there's a pool involved. Mm-hmm. So naturally, hey, Dad, I got a Rolex. Mom wanted a pool. That's all there is to it. My folks aren't rich. Um, Penny <laughs> escaped mm-hmm. through through the fence by compressing her little chest, mm-hmm. and she was determined enough to do it, and she darn well did it. Sorry, Mom, but it's true. It happened. 
It's and not something you can deny now. So whenever we take Penny over to Michael's parents' house, she has <laughs> she has a little bumper on her neck, and it it looks like a cone of shame, but it's actually more of a flotation device. Yeah, and it just means that she can't fit through. Yeah, the with spaces. the thing around her head, she can't get her head through there. So yeah, and but that just means they are tough little dogs. Mm-hmm. Don't let their size fool you. Oh, God, no. At all? It's not the size of the dog in the fight. It's the size of the fight in the dog. Mm-hmm. I think I got that right. Yeah, she's got a lot of heart, and the breed as a whole has a lot of heart. Mm-hmm. And what's great about them is, yeah, they're stubborn. They can be loud. They're full of energy. Mm-hmm. But in the next breath, they'll cuddle right up to you. Oh, God, yeah. And they I... are the best snuggle bugs ever. If you've been keeping track of the episodes which by the way we appreciate now yes thank you so much time. shameless plug time you know like subscribe yeah all that we'll do that at the end too oh well you know i was giving you an opportunity to do it now but okay fine whatever um she has snuggled underneath the covers with us on our you know in our bed at certain shows and yeah she's stayed there the whole night mm-hmm. just underneath the covers and, and anytime i can't remember who it was somebody was on the bed and Penny must have felt it because all of a sudden you hear this coming from underneath the sheets. Ooh, she was not happy about it at all. And and, and like a terrier, they like to burrow. They like yeah. to dig. They yeah. And it can and will get them into trouble. Mm-hmm. So you've got to be a couple of steps ahead of them. Mm-hmm. Um, Penny loves bouncing. And I don't know of any Teddy Roosevelt that doesn't bounce and jump and wiggle and isn't just the happiest little dog on the planet actually remember i mean every night when we let penny out usually um it's the what i like to call the holy trinity goes first so that's alice kemper and penny mm-hmm. every time penny goes out she's always at the door just bouncing 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 just like i want to go out i want to go out i want to go out every time and, and that just it speaks volumes to the breed mm-hmm. and to me this this is one of those breeds that really, 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 really needs to have a job to do. Oh, absolutely. It helps to put their mind right. And with Penny, she used to be just wild and crazy mm-hmm. nuts all the time. But the moment we introduced her to terrier racing, which is now known as drag, drag racing, racing. Yeah. it was like something clicked in her brain. And clicked it, a switch. And it was like, oh my God, this is what I'm bred to do. I'm mm-hmm. bred to chase and hunt and do all these wonderful little things. And yeah. And she loves it. Mm-hmm. And that's something that Teddy Roosevelt's really do excel at. Is something that hones their prey drive. Yeah. Carrier racing, fast cat lure coursing, earth dog, barn hunt, agility, even obedience. They're very easy to train certain tricks and things like that. Mm-hmm. But the main thing is, is you got to keep the brain active. Well, absolutely. Keeping that brain active is essential because otherwise they can and will... Do things that will keep them active, mm-hmm. and you may not like it. Like <laughs> destroying dog beds, digging holes into things, destroying pieces of furniture. And all of these things, it's all because they want to dig, they want to keep active, they want to just go, 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 go. Yeah, but you could also be describing Kimber, considering he goes through beds like some people go through toilet paper. Yeah, <laughs> but Penny also destroyed a sofa. Oh, God, yeah. We ended up having to take that off Mom's hands, too. <laughs> that ugly-ass sofa that we had to deal with for a while. But... You hated that thing. Yeah, I hated that thing. But now, 
So, and even still, Penny is almost nine years old. She'll be nine in five days. Oh, wow. Yep. She was born in January, wasn't she? Yep, January 18th. And then soon after is Alice's birthday, on yep, the 25th. On the 25th. But even though Penny is almost nine years old, she doesn't look it. No, God, she, no. Doesn't act like sure it either. sure as hell doesn't act like it. No. And one of the things that she will still do mm-hmm. is we let her inside and she's playing around and jumping all around. She'll mm-hmm. go to this big old bed that we got from Costco. Mm-hmm. And the first thing that she does is dig, 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 dig. Yeah, she digs. But she also takes that toy that Rollo won our first day at uh, Orlando. Oh, really? Yeah, she, this is not something that you would be aware of, considering this is in the morning. Oh. She will take that little thing and take it by the leg and just, like, take it and shake it in her mouth mm-hmm. and then just try to play with it. And I'm like, don't do that. That's Rolos. <laughs> well, and, and another thing. Terriers have a huge... These terriers, like many other terriers, have a big-time prey drive. Yeah. So, getting toys that squeak mm-hmm. are their favorite thing on the planet. Absolutely, yeah. Because it simulates that kill noise from killing rodents and stuff like that and if you do not like having toys dropped at you mm-hmm. and at your feet randomly yeah don't get a teddy roosevelt because that's what know. they're that's what they're gonna do they're gonna do that yeah if you don't have a sense of humor don't get a teddy roosevelt if you have a low tolerance for mud and dirt don't get any terrier well, I have a low tolerance for mud and dirt. I don't like it in the house, but at the same time, we have the muck room for that, so it's not that big of a deal for me. Yeah, but the whole thing is, don't try and squash that natural instinct I, of your point. Okay. dig, going to ground, or what have you. I've yeah. known terrier people that have gotten sandboxes for their dogs just so they can keep on digging. Just go ahead. Just go for it. Do it. I mean, for a time, we had a couple bales of hay in the yard that Penny, no, that. That Penny would just hop up on and be like, anything in here? No. Nope. <laughs> <I> dig, <laughs> But that's just what you can do. You can do certain things to enrich their brain and keep those natural instincts alive that are just so important to them mm-hmm. instead of saying, no, bad dog. Yeah, don't no. do that. No. That, no. That's, you're stopping what they're born and genetically disposed to do, so no. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a wonderful thing to see their instincts just turn on. Yeah. And that's how Teddy Roosevelt's are. I think they truly are an amazing little dog. They are an American breed. They have this tenacity and fire in them that I just love. Um, so, kind of stupid question it, now. It's, it's a, it's a, I actually, honestly was debating saying no just to see your shocked reaction, <laughs> to be honest with you. But, so the question yeah. is, what, what, would you own it's one? It's your turn. It's my turn, and the answer is definitely. Yeah. And in full disclosure, we are actually in the very beginning stages of finding a breeder for a Teddy Roosevelt puppy. Mm-hmm. And to put things into clarification. When, okay. So this, when did we agree that we were going to get another dog, first of all? Because we still have well, all right, so here, many on our hands. Well, here's the thing. So no. Kemper is 12. And we, <laughs> and we understand dogs don't live forever. But... When you're looking to find a particular dog and you want certain things and you want certain characteristics, mm-hmm. be prepared to wait. Yeah. And that's why we're starting now, mm-hmm. even though 
we know that we are not going to be getting a dog, another puppy within the next year or so, or what have you, yeah. or a different breed within the next year or so, what have you. We are looking and trying to find a breeder that we like, mm -hmm. the lines that we like, a particular look that we like, and a particular temperament that we want. Is this where you uh, plug the, the email address to have them reach out to you? Is that what you're doing here? Oh, no. <laughs> no, because, you know, the, the whole thing is, is yes, we definitely would own one. We do own one. Yeah. And... Our lives are the better for it, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. And yes, we are biased. And we admitted that right up at the front. Yeah, we made that very clear at the beginning of this particular conversation before we even went into it. And the thing is, is with, with Teddy Roosevelt's, you've got to... If you want to get one, because they're an American breed, if you live outside of the U.S., uh, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> May the odds be ever in your favor. <laughs> because I'm, I'm really not aware of any that have left the U.S. Uh huh. Unlike rat terriers and American hairless, where there has been a bit of a movement to export them. Yeah. Um, but this is still a relatively rare breed. There mm. are pockets of breeders here and there. Yeah. But it is not something that you you're going to be able to find very easily. Right. Um, and you should definitely do your research. Do your homework. Like we always say in every episode, do your homework. Make sure. Bibliography, with, all of it. With this particular breed and with any of the rat terrier types. So mm -hmm. that means Teddy Roosevelt, the Teddy Roosevelt, regular rat terrier and American hairless terrier. Mm-hmm. Make sure you are obtaining a breeder that has active and valid health testing. A reputable breeder. Especially for something called PLL. Mm -hmm. It is called primary lens luxation. And it is all about their eyes. And it's a condition where the lens from their eyes can separate. Mm -hmm. And it can cause vision problems and even blindness. But... It is a genetic condition. You can test for it. There is a test for it. Mm -hmm. And every single Teddy Roosevelt breeder needs to be testing their dogs. Same thing with every single rat terrier breeder needs to be testing their dogs. Every right. single American hairless terrier breeder needs to be testing their dogs. It's a very simple thing to test for. And... It's just something to have that peace of mind that you know that the next generation is not going to have this problem. Or inherit anything yep. or what have you. And so, you know, you should never be breeding two carriers to one another. Mm -hmm. You should never breed an affected dog ever. Yeah. And the only, to me, you can, surely you can breed a carrier to a completely clear dog mm -hmm. but then that means you're going to be testing the the litter to make sure that they don't carry that gene mm -hmm. and the easiest way to prevent it test know what you have and when you're buying a dog of this particular breed mm -hmm. demand that paperwork yeah absolutely demand it and yeah this is just one of those things where we love this breed yeah they're they're a fun little dog, and I will be the first to tell you, I'm a hound person. Yes, you are. I love scent hounds. I've been in love with scent, scent hounds since I could probably walk. Mm -hmm. Terriers never appealed to me at all. 
Until I met Penny. So it's all my fault, basically. Yeah, it's all your fault. Well, what's funny, though, is, honestly, and I think Hamilton has kind of groaned on her as well, mm-hmm. and you can attest to this, she's tried to do a howl like oh, yeah. that. Yeah, she she has tried to imitate the sounds that the hammies make. Yeah, if you've listened in multiple episodes and heard Alice's cameo, mm-hmm. chances are you know what that sounds like, but Penny does this little bang type. I can try to I'll, do it. I'll give it a go. Okay, go ahead. So Penny's, it's more, it's higher pitched. God, yeah. So hers is more like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, she goes, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's hilarious. It really is. It's like, she's and, like, I'm a hammy. And before, <laughs> you know, before Penny was living with multiple hammies, yeah. she didn't do it. No, she was a yippy dog. She was a yippy little dog, but now she is like, no, I'm tri-colored, so therefore, exactly. I'm a hammy. I'm a hammy. I'm a hammy. Right. And I mean, colors of Teddy Roosevelt, you could get them in multiple different colors. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have any interest in this breed definitely do your homework do your homework do your research go to the american kennel club website they go will to a link, dog show uh go to a dog show they will link you up with the Network. teddy roosevelt uh parent club and get you everything that you need also this is a big plug for national purebred dog day they plug, did plug, an, plug. they did an excellent interview with some great teddy roosevelt people um from their orlando <laughs> Uh, from the Orlando show, and I unfortunately was unable to take part in that because I was over at the AKC Canine College getting Rolo's photos done for right. further breed education. So let's the, go ahead and also say though that you were interviewed by that particular yes, page I've been inter- as well. Yeah, I've been interviewed by them a couple of times. So um, I still if- love Rolo at Orlando. <laughs> You find you find the video on Facebook on their Facebook Live page, and the first thing you see, I think I've shared this before, is Rolo's snout. He's just right there, and his eyes is like, "Hi, what's this thing?" Mm-hmm. You know, and just just goes off from there. So again, research, do your, your homework. homework. Um, we think that this is the right breed and a good breed for There's us. Really, no point in me really saying if I would own this dog or not because I technically do. do and so I'm already biased to begin with so that makes a trifecta of times when we agree. Yeah, but we understand completely that not everybody thinks that this is the right breed for them and that's totally fine. It's up to you. It's up to you, but as you, long as you make a well-informed and researched decision Educated decision. Yes. Just go for it. Yeah. And as always, well, hang on. What? No, 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 no. Since we haven't done it a couple episodes. Oh yeah, need, yeah. Okay, we okay. Need to, we needed this is this is this has been Michael. Yeah, this is this is Ashley, and also rate, review, subscribe, yes. download. Yes. Um, find us Instagram at About a Dog Pod. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter at uh, About a Dog Pod One. And you can give us an email if we got anything wrong. Please let us know. Shoot us an email at aboutadogpod at gmail.com. We're not perfect. We admit it. We're American. Yeah. And we'll start doing corrections when we get them after this thing goes live. We're if hoping. it ever ends up on iTunes, because for some reason, I've been checking it while we've been recording. It's not there. Google Play, it's up. But iTunes, for some reason, no! Well, hopefully, within the next few days, it'll be up on iTunes. and we If will... not, there will be a strongly worded email. <laughs> not composed by me, mind you. No, no probably by me. Yeah. But, anywho, 
as always, please, please go hug your dog. Hug your dog. They love you. They love you. Yeah. Hug them. Bye. <laughs>